Welcome to episode 140. Today we have a special guest, Hershenia Brown, and we're talking about her journey to success and wisdom for the road ahead. Hershenia is an author, underpen area crack, mediator, ombuds, and speaker who focuses on topics such as being a savvy career woman as a single mom. She has also written children's book on co-parenting and overcoming bullying. She's a single mom of one. Her advice for single parents is find a community support system as well as mentors for the children. Also, seek therapy and self-care. Thank you for reviewing, downloading, and subscribing to our podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. It really does help to spread the message and help single parents to not only survive, but thrive. Enjoy this conversation with Hershenia. If you'd like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please fill out feedback form located in episode notes. Something exciting happened as a result of this podcast. On December 9, 2022, Soul Parent Book, Inspirational Wisdom and Guidance on Navigating Life as a Single Parent was born. This is a collection of the most inspiring and powerful stories from wonderful guests over the last 33 months in my podcast, Single Parent Success Stories. Stories of accomplishments, challenges, and breakthroughs of single parents as well as experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. When I started my podcast, my goal was to create a guide to single parents by sharing inspiring stories that remind us there is light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing is lost. It's an opportunity for a rebirth and a reinventing of yourself. It's an opportunity to look at life and become conscious of where you are headed and an invitation to create a life by design. If you like to get a copy of the book, please follow links in the episode notes. All proceeds are going to the Kinship Charity. Thank you to all my listeners and a special thank you to Great Source for Divorce for leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, insightful and packed with actionable guidance. I love this podcast because I can relate to so many of the topics and Irina pulls pearls of wisdom from her guests. If you are a single parent looking for a hope-inspired podcast, this is for you. If you like to be featured on the podcast, be sure to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help spreading the message and making this podcast available worldwide. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Hello and welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today's guest is Hershunia Brown, is an author and she's also known under pen area Craig. She's a mediator, ombuds and speaker who focuses on topics such as being a savvy career woman as a single mom, she has also written children's books on co-parenting and overcoming bullying, and she's joining us from Chicago. 
She's a single mom of one 23-year-old. Welcome, Hershenia. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So please, please share with us your story. How did you become a single parent? Was it by choice or by accident? say by accident I think that things happen the way that they happen for a reason but I do think that it's also a part of decisions whether we wanted it to happen that way or not the decisions that we made um, so I did not choose to be a single parent but I have a wonderful amazing son uh, as a result of being a single parent I um I, well, my son is 23 years old now. He'll be 24 this year. And uh, I had to kind of stop some some life, uh, a career trajectory and a, 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 a focus on my education when I was pregnant to raise my son. But then I turned right back around and get myself on track. Awesome. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> what were some of the challenges you faced being a single parent? Oh, uh, being a single parent is, so I didn't have a lot of support uh, from my family. Uh, I thought I was, well, when I was pregnant, I didn't get a lot of support from my son's father at all, uh, but he came around when I gave birth, so that was great. Trying to navigate that space was was um, a little difficult because you have two people who uh, all of a sudden now they're first time parents and they're not married, you know, we we dated on and off, so we weren't really in a a uh, a uh, a relationship to where we were committed with each other. Uh, but I was at the same time in school and kind of focused on that. And when I was pregnant, I had to put things on hold. So that has probably been a challenge, having to redirect my life because now I am responsible for someone else, uh, and having to make plans or parenting decisions with somebody else. And we have. We are very, we were very, two very different people, and we are just now becoming parents. So it's not like we've experienced it before. Um, and then, the, and then not having the support that I thought that I was going to get from family. Yeah, understandably. And uh, knowing what you know now, uh, what what kind of what what kind of advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, that's a good one. I would. Definitely to my younger self, I would tell myself to be very focused, to stay focused on what my most important values are, what my most important goals are, to not be distracted because it was a distraction. Uh, so I, I probably would, I definitely would tell myself to stay focused on what my goals are that I know are going to secure my future before I have children. So it's not to say that I, I I regret having my son at all. That's nowhere near what I'm saying, but I definitely would tell myself to to kind of be uh, a bit more discerning about some decisions. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good advice. <laughs> um, what is the most great to instill in a child, do you think? The most, I'm sorry, important trait to instill oh, integrity. Integrity is very important. Um, since my son was was uh, a baby, and since he was young, I really tried to instill within him uh, honesty, integrity, and respect. Not just for himself, but for others. Uh, there are certain things that I 
did not do growing up or as I became a young adult that I see that I instilled in him hoping that he would make better decisions. I think that we do that all the time as parents. We want our children to have better lives than ourselves and make better decisions. Uh, so definitely integrity and respect and honesty. Can you share one example how you showed it to your child? Um, so uh, let me see. There, there are a lot of examples. Let me think. Uh, especially with school. So going when he was uh, going through school, when he was younger and in, uh, in, in elementary school, and even when he was younger than that, but I'll just go through elementary school, uh, he really took time to build those relationships with his, his friends and his teachers, uh, which is very important because that's what I do now. Um, and but having that friend, those friendships was important. But he also I instilled within him certain values to where he knew certain people or children that he should not have, he should not befriend, or uh, if they had certain traits that were not in alignment to where I, whatever I was teaching him at home, those are the the children that uh, you probably want to. You know, not to say that you want to ignore them or anything like that, but you probably want to make sure that you stay away from in terms of trying to uh, build anything with outside of school. You want to really, um, he, I taught him to really uh, place his energy with people who you know have the same likeness. You all talk the same, you like the same things. You, when I say talk the same, I mean like you talk about the same type of things that you're interested in. Like he's a big fan of Avatar The Last Airbender. He still is to this day, like a huge fan. Uh, so if he's, he wants to connect himself with other kids that he knows that he's going to have some type of connection with. That sounds good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. What kind of, uh, what was it that allowed you to see the light in the end of your tunnel? What was that uh, catalyst that kind of pulled you out of struggle? For me, I just was very determined. I've always been very determined. So I did not let any adversities hold me back or keep me from my goals. So even though I stopped school, uh, when I stopped school and I, I raised my son, um, it was, he was about four years old when I went back to school. So at that point, I was like, okay, I need to think about a plan so that I can secure my education because that was very important to me before and it should not, not be important to me now. It's just that I have to pivot a little bit in life. Uh, so when he was four, I, I devised a plan. Uh, I uh, reached out to some schools to figure out what I can do if they had any children, like a daycare or evening care, because now I'm working full time to take care of me and my son. Uh, so if they have a child care to where I can go to night class, that would be great. And this is around the time when he was about, uh, I want to say he was about six or so when I got my bachelor's degree. I finished up because I had to take classes at one school, then take classes at another school to finish up. I do some transferring of credits. And this is around a time where online school was becoming a thing. So I, I finished up online for the last year and that was so, I was so happy and proud of myself because I didn't know how I was going to get there. I just knew that I would get there. So seeing that light and staying focused on knowing that I can still achieve my goals, I'm just going to have to do things a little bit different now that I have someone else that I have to care for. Good, good. I love that you have that determination. Uh, some you. some people are motivated by pain, you know, moving away from something that's painful, or and some people are geared towards treasure, towards something that's you know pulling them forward, some kind of a goal yeah. or a dream. Did you have a goal or a dream you were trying to feel 
Was that? Yeah, I wanted to, I really wanted to, uh, to get my degree. <laughs> Everyone in my family is educated. They're, they're educated. Like I have, uh, my aunt has two master's degrees. My uncle was, uh, was a journalist and was, a uh, was an anchorman. And I think it was San Francisco. He passed away in the 86. I think it was San Francisco or, um, somewhere or San Diego, somewhere out there in California. Uh, but I really wanted to do that. I did not want to be a statistic or to feel like, or to, uh, to, um, I, I wanted to make sure that I kept what was important in front of me. I didn't want to be to where I get lost along the way. I lost myself along the way. And I also wanted to make sure that even though I was a woman as a mother and a son, a boy, I had a boy, we're two different two different we think different we process things and and it's just we're two different people and how we we look at the world I wanted to be a role model for him as well so when he when he was old when he became older and he chose whatever woman he was going to choose that he was very uh, discerning about that decision he saw the same he sees the same values in this in me and in, in this woman that he saw in me or his advice or same values and yeah in this woman that he saw in me mm-hmm that's good that's good yeah <laughs> they say bo boys uh, find their spouses or their partners to mm -hmm. meet their mother yeah yeah just like women do as fathers they look at their look for their fathers and their their spouse so yeah yeah or some male role model yeah yeah you also mentioned that you're you became an author so what what have contributed for you to becoming an author and sharing I so you know what, when when my son was younger, when I would uh, attend church and wherever I was, I always get compliments, uh, not just me, but he would get compliments too uh, about, uh, you know, him, if, if he was reading a book or something, when my son was in third grade, he was reading Hunger Games. So he would sit with his little glasses on and read the novel and people were just like, you know, like this little boy, like he still played and did other things that children do, but he was in, like, and it's funny because right now what he's pursuing is a is a, a he's pursuing film, so he's trying to figure out what in film he wants to pursue. But he's reading, he loves Harry Potter, he's listening to these things, and he's very creative in his mind. So um, for me, it was more or less. Um, I forgot the question. I, I went on a tangent for a second. What was your question? I'm sorry. How you became a writer? What prompted you to start writing books? I don't know why I didn't remember that question at all the questions. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so I got a lot of compliments. So people would, would say, you need to, you know, do some coaching or or uh, do some mentoring for single parents. And at, at first I was like, no, you know, I don't know if that's the ministry I want to take up, you know. Um, I was still really focused because after I got one degree, I wanted to get the other one. So I was so very focused. But then I kept hearing it. I just kept hearing it. So I said, you know what? Maybe if I wrote a book about it. So I started to write one big book on single parenting uh, relating to being a single parent and co-parenting. Uh, and then, you know, how would you navigate the, the career world as a single parent? And then uh, at this point while I'm writing the book, I'm also... Uh, engaged and wind up, uh, I got married, I'm divorced now, but I got married, uh, not to his dad, uh, but to someone else. Uh, and I decided to just break them up into three books. Now I haven't started the third book. And I think that that was by divine plan, because since I'm divorced, that just wasn't a good fit. I'm writing a whole separate book on that. But um, 
but I, I just I, I thought that this would be a great um, idea for women who are feeling like they just kind of lost themselves. They want to navigate back to where they were going in life. They want to want to think about re-enter certain areas that they were thinking about before they were pregnant, became moms, and give them hope that they can still achieve their goals, that they can still uh, find their way to whatever direction or path in life that they were going to take before. Um, so that's that was basically how it came about. Awesome, awesome. I'm also writing books about that. Oh, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I think we should share our stories because everybody's story is different, but everybody has so many things that they can contribute, so many positive things and and uh, like more so um, thinking about ways to be of service and to be a steward to others who are going through that same journey and really don't know what path to take or how what they're supposed to do or they're kind of stuck and they're they're kind of going through some, maybe some even some anxiety or depression because they don't know what resources or what paths they can take in life. Yeah, yeah. Because at, at the time when I became a single parent, I was the only one in my immediate surroundings. So I was kind of discovering what the new normal looks like. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, sh like similarly, like you said, you know, asking myself the question who am i i'm someone else's mom i'm someone else's uh spouse but who am i without those labels right exactly and, yeah what kind of advice can you share with single parents who are just stepping onto the journey of single parenting i would definitely find a support system is is challenging doing doing it doing it on your own uh, if you have, if if you don't have a support system in family, then maybe friends. And as the, as your child gets older, maybe you can seek resources like uh, I know out here they have like boys and girls club uh, or other resources that you can you can um, you can take advantage of that can support you and your child with that development. Uh, you know, helping helping them to. Uh, develop certain key principles as they get older that they're going to need in adulthood, but helping you as well, because sometimes, you you know, we as single moms, we need breaks. Sometimes we need to go, even if it's a staycation, we need to be to where we can uh, kind of have a moment to ourselves and decompress and, 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 and get, get our minds more to where we are not as stressed as we were before and take a break and then get back into the swing of things. But, yeah, definitely find some resources that will be available to you. If family, of course, is, is very important. If you have family that can help you uh, with with uh, your any struggles that you're having as a single parent, or you know, if you and your child want to, or children, uh, you have something planned to take you and your children somewhere fun. Maybe they can come along with you and develop those relationships stronger. Because as you get older, especially in teenage years, the boys are going to kind of navigate towards males in their family and the females more towards feet because they're growing into manhood and adulthood so they're going to want to uh, uh, connect with people that can understand them a little bit better and what they're going through through that teenage cycle of puberty uh, of uh, hormones of making different decisions I, I know I talked about decisions before but that is so important uh, being understood like they're going to really navigate towards people towards people who they could connect with. So having those role models there to help guide them through their process with their family, that's wonderful. Or even really good friends who you would consider as family, that's wonderful also. 
Mm -hmm. How did you, like, when you were uh, single parenting, what kind mm -hmm. of, how did you instill kind of manly values in your son? Did you have a, oh. a like a, a positive role model for him to follow? Well, his dad was in his life. Oh, okay. His dad was, yeah. When I was pregnant, I didn't, he wasn't really there. But when I, as soon as I had him on a Wednesday, uh, and he was there on Thursday and I, both of us had fever so we couldn't have visitors so they got my son's fever down and then my fever didn't go away until the Thursday so Thursday is when I could see people when they were coming to see me and, and my son and so and since, since then he, he's been actively involved uh, but I I put him into things that I knew that he would be he would enjoy like he he I put him into sports he likes sports but I had to learn earlier well, I learned a little bit later that he's more into individualized sports than team sports. So, for instance, he um, he uh, when I had him in baseball and basketball, he 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 liked it, but he was more so the person that was rooting for everybody or somebody missed a shot. He'll say, "That's okay, that's okay." You know, that was kind of how he was. And you know, some kids are when they're playing basketball, they're playing the win. They don't, they're not really thinking about. You know, they're more upset with the missed shot than he is. So, and, and so I figure, okay, this, he likes this, this is good, but maybe we should, I can do him more, put him in something that's more individualized. Like, uh, so I put him in Taekwondo and he thrived. So he's actually a uh, certified black belt now. He got his black certification and black belt when he was 17. It was a, a six year process because he kind of injured himself a couple of times. He was in wrestling and things of that sort. But uh, but putting like going back to the, the male role models, my grandfather was there. His Of course, his dad was there. My grandfather was there. Um, there are people in church that were uh, there that were role models uh, for him. And uh, when I had him on the, the baseball team, uh, the coach was the person who I wound up marrying. Uh, so he's a baseball coach. His son was there. So they were a year apart, uh, but they became very close. And uh, he was a good role model at that time. But, you know, again, that's a different story when it came to marriage. <laughs> so, yeah. But his dad was always there. So that was one thing I did not have to worry about. But for people who were uh, who whose fathers are not there, uh, when you get the whether you have a daughter or a son, when you're getting, when you're you trying to figure out what they like and what they would be, um, what they would gravitate towards in, ter in terms of activity and or extracurricular, extracurricular activities, it could be uh, that they were would gravitate towards something like chess, uh, or that's not really a physical activity, but it's more mental. Uh, and then you can see who is around, who the coaches and mentors are then, and, and then connect with them. And see how they are, how your children would would uh would gravitate towards them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. What are you passionate about? What's next for you? Oh, so I am very passionate about. I'm, I've been in a dispute resolution for a couple of years now, and I love it. Like I, I, I do. I now I'm now here in Dallas, Texas. So I moved from Chicago to Dallas recently. And I do some volunteer mediations for uh, Dallas and Tarrant counties. And the mediations, I love them. Uh, I do the complex mediations to where uh, the uh, 
there's really some things, some challenges going on with these disputes. And hopefully I can facilitate them towards a, uh, to a settlement. What I want to get into, which I hope to do sometime by the end of the summer is get into family mediation because it aligns with my writing, with my books. Um, but you have to be certified with that too. You have to go through training before you can step into um, practicing that type of work. And a lot of times that type of work out here will go to attorneys. But if you've been an expert in that field for a while and you, you know, me personally haven't gone through the, the child support, uh, back and forth the court with child support with my son's father, um, even though he was actively involved, that was the pain point was that child support. Uh, I talk about that in my first book. Uh, but getting the parent plan in place, uh, that is really where I, I could see myself, my future, and focusing on that part of the dispute resolution as well. Because it just, everything just kind of aligns with that. Good, good. Awesome. <laughs> is there anything I haven't asked that you would like to share? Um, no, nothing, nothing more. Oh, you know what? Yeah, can we talk about one thing if you have a couple of minutes? Of course. Uh, uh, I don't know if anyone else has challenges with, so as a single parent, sometimes the other parent, uh, uh, if the other parent is married and you're still trying to co-parent, so now you have uh, three people, or if you're married, you have four people trying to co-parent your children. But say, for instance, you're a single mom and the husband has uh, married and now you have three people. Uh, that has that can be a challenge as well because you have three people making decisions and you're hoping that the the father is um, taking a a leadership role between him and his spouse in terms of what's in the best interest of the son. So you do want both parents. You want it to be to where when your child goes over there and they're spending time with with uh, his his or her father and then their wife that they are. They're, they're instilling some values too, but sometimes there could be a mismatch there. There can be, a, and then sometimes you can have it to where uh, you don't have a good relationship with the with the wife. Uh, so that that was my experience. Uh, I had a good relationship with the father until the wife came in. It's like when I say good relationship, I mean co-parenting. So as I told you before, uh, uh, when when my son was born, when I was pregnant, he and I were kind of off and on. So we didn't have a committed relationship. Uh, there was no, from my perspective, and some people can probably agree, I was not in love with him, but we had a child. So now we had to figure out what we can do to make things work. Um, so when the other person comes in, you can find that sometimes they, you can be a threat to that person. You You can be a threat because she's figuring out, wondering whether or not there's a chance that you and him may get back together, even though you've already moved on. You know, I already, even though I didn't get married until later on, I still moved on. I moved on before I even realized I was pregnant, to be honest with you. Then I had to tell him I'm pregnant. So now we had to figure some things out. Well, actually, he didn't figure it out until I, my son was born. I had to figure some things out. Uh, so he was trying to mentally process being a father for the nine months I was pregnant. Uh, but we got on track. We we did good with co-parenting. We did really good actually with co-parenting. But there there's sometimes there's that uh, challenge with the other person. So I would encourage you to do what you can within your ability to try to make things work. You can't you can't um, control what the other person thinks or how they feel about you, even if they're threatened. 
Uh, if they're if they get married, it should be common sense that you know everything worked out for them the way it was supposed to happen. But there's could be a time it, it could be where they still feel threatened by you for whatever reason, even though they <laughs> they married the father. <laughs> but I, I'm saying that because that has that has actually happened a few times with with people that I know I've come across or I've done some coaching uh, co-parenting coaching with. Your your main um, your main concern is you and the, the, the father of the child co-parenting and hopefully the, the spouse of the, the husband's, I'm sorry, the father's spouse will get on board. So, and, and by her being a woman, of course there's gonna be some things that I'm gonna want her to do when my son was not in her, was not in my presence, was with them. So that nurturing that he would need uh, from a, a mother to, to kind of be like a pseudo mother, but, she, but she's still stepmother, she's not mother. So. But I, I do need her. I do want to make sure I'm having a good relationship with him and her. But really, uh, those are that, that was a challenge. That was actually a challenge all the way up until my son was an adult. So then uh, a lot of people are going through that, and nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> it is a real thing that I have talked about with a few friends and either people in the co-parenting community. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You can't really control anybody else. You gotta control yourself and how you react to things and make the yeah. best out of situation. And another uh, thing is not take things personally. There is a good book by Don Ruiz called The Four Agreements. One, oh, of, the, yeah. one of the agreements is don't take things personally because oftentimes we do take things personally and we, then we blow things out of proportion. That's right. On something that was like four second thing that somebody said, and we're gonna create the whole thing and go on. That's right. That's right. But I do want to clear to be uh, honest. She, she, she was good. She was good around my son. She was. She, she still is good around my son. It's just her and I had our conflict. I didn't know why we had conflict. I mean, I do know why, but that wasn't a me problem. That was a her problem. And I, I, my minister told me before, you don't let somebody else's problem become your problem. So I just stay focused on co-parenting and she'll figure it out later. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I have to stay focused. We have to be positive the way we are raising these children. So they, you don't want them to see the, the animosity or anger or pain. I mean, I, again, I was confused about some things, but that was for her to figure out. I could I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to take that away. <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> what would you say is your superpower if you had to pick one? My superpower? Oh. Uh, mm. My superpower? Uh, I think I, I'm a great problem solver, which really works in this situation. It really does. Um, I am a great problem solver. Uh, I and I don't, and another reason why I went into the field of dispute resolution, I really do not like for people to have conflict because I think that a lot of times most conflict can be resolved or it didn't even have to happen. It could have been a, a, a it could have been a, um, a matter of different perspectives or like I was saying before, somebody's problem is being, or what they're believing in their perception is being interjected to create a problem when there was no problem to begin with. So uh, I think that the problem solving is great. And then I try to look at things from a future mind perspective. So when I'm solving the problem, I'm looking at the pros and the cons and what's the best plan or direction to go with 
solving this problem? Because if I do it this way, what is the outcome going to be? If I do it that way, what is the outcome going to be? If you have not just, if I have not just myself or my son or someone else that's part of factored into this equation, I have to consider them always, always considering them. Oh, and my son knows I'm always considering him. I, and the thing is that he's a, he's my only child. So I put all of my, my, all of my mothering and parenting abilities into him. I do that also with some things that I do with my nieces and nephews as well. But uh, as a, a parent who has, uh, who has the role of guidance with this person, it just came natural for me. Awesome. Awesome. Problem solving is good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I considered myself one as well. Always, yeah. never, like, I didn't like to quarrel. I wanted to find a solution as opposed to just. So. Yeah. And, you know, as you get older, who wants to argue anyway? Like, your body starts reacting to anger different. <laughs> so, you know, you know. You know, all of a sudden you see the stars, you can't, you know, your your breathe, your your heart is palpitating a little bit more. It's like who wants to do and the thing is that you have you can control yourself and how you respond to the situation. So why even allow yourself to get worked up? Especially from a psychological perspective, if you can tell what the root is and you can get to the root and figure out how to calm everything down. Yeah, yeah. So true. Yeah, yeah. If people would like to connect with you or learn more about you, where would they go? Uh, they can. So my Instagram is actually uh, connected to my pin, my uh, pin name. So if they want to connect with me on Instagram, aria.craig. Aria.craig is my uh, my profile name on Instagram. On uh, LinkedIn, because I'm writing, I'm writing two books, actually, I'm writing one book around workplace bullying. So I'm using my actual name. So if you want to go to LinkedIn, you would just pull up uh, or search Hershenia Brown. So H-E-R-S-C-H-E-N-I-A-B-R-O-W-N. Awesome. On Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on, sharing your life, your wisdom, your lessons, and your books with us. We'll include everything in episode notes. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. And my books are also on, on Amazon. And I do have a website for dispute resolution, habrownadr.com. Uh, H but all of my books are on Amazon and they're connected to my Instagram account. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> If you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce, and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset, and Support for Relationships where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you. Because you are limitless. Mm -hmm.